Podcast. Celebrating the mistakes that all parents make. You're listening to the Shit Dad Podcast. G'day, g'day, and welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast, where we normalise those parenting mistakes and breaks while talking all things fatherhood. I'm Nick, married father of a three, five, and a seven-year-old, and I've entered so far into fatherhood that I have to at least have ten projects on the run at one time. Is one of them a beer park? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite though. <laughs> Only 10. Man, you're doing well. Yeah, well, I'm Dave, father of two beautiful girls, a three-year-old and a six-month-old. And if today's heat is a taster for summer lads, we're going to need to get some shit dad podcast singlets. Oh, guns out, guns yeah, out. Good nice. yeah, yeah. 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 Get rid of this, some of these shirt turns and get some singlet turns going for us yeah. whiteies. Like, nice and tight around the waist too to get the love handles out. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Only way to do singlets. <laughs> and I'm Cam, father to a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And if you want to get your kids excited about fruit, introduce them to dragon fruit. Oh, the game changer. Yeah, yeah. nice. Mm. Is it just because it's so red and like vibrant? Yeah, it's called dragon fruit. Yeah, it's a dragon. <laughs> oh, just thought you just call everything dragon fruit. <laughs> this is a dragon apple. Look at this dragon orange. How cool is that? Oh, so good. And today we are joined for another guest episode. We haven't had a guest episode for a while now. So thanks everyone for listening to our five part little series on the uh, revisiting the first five years of fatherhood. But today we're talking to Fabian, a absolute legend of a dad that we've got, father of three. And yeah, over to you, mate. How you going? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, Pleasure, mate. My name's uh, Fabian or Fabs, as my mates know me by. So um, yeah, father of three. I've got a four-year-old girl and um, two two little twins, a boy and a girl. So I've got the, uh, yeah, four-year-old girl, Gemma, and uh, George is the boy twin and uh, Amy is the girl twin. I'm been married now for seven years to my lovely wife, Lauren, and um, yeah, just uh, taking it one day at a time and finding our way through this twin life is um, it's been a journey, but um, yeah, no, it's been it's been absolutely yeah amazing. So yeah, stoked awesome. to be a dad of three. Loving it. Well, we haven't had a, a father of twins on yet, so no. looking forward to getting deep diving into it. Yeah, <laughs> that story. Before we do, how about we uh, kick it off with some dad jokes? Always. Who's up? Go on, Cam. I recently visited Broome in Western Australia. Did ya? Yeah. I was swept off my feet. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was there. I was just, yeah. Yeah, it's coming. Um, Did you guys know that time flies like an arrow, but fruit flies like a banana? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man, that's bad. Boys, I ate a kid's meal at Macca's today. Did ya? Yeah, yeah. The mum wasn't very happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got to pick my game up. <laughs> Fab, you got one? Yeah, we're, we're, I, yep. I've got two, so I thought I'd bring two along to the table in case one of them was a flop or both of them, but we'll soon find out. Um, two wrongs so, make a right at this situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, here we go. So, um, what language does a Jewish Kiwi speak? Oh, I've got no idea. What? Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, go second. If it's anything like that, yeah, we need it. Yeah, Let's just yeah. finish the show. There. <laughs> That's <laughs> what a great night, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No. Uh, the other one, I feel like I made this one up, so I'm going to tentatively put the claim out there. And it was just um, having a chat with the missus, and the topic came up. Um, so we're talking about replacing our carpet upstairs because it's absolutely trashed and we've you know reached that level of acceptance rather than denial <laughs> so um yeah i was like okay so what's the joke um 
what is it about Mexican carpet that makes it so good? <laughs> the underlay, underlay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, these jokes tonight, apart from mine, have been significantly <laughs> better than most weeks. So congratulations, boys, on that one. That is no, unreal. I am Googling that one, though. Yeah. I'm just to see if it. Yeah, yeah, go, and if go. not, I'm going to put it out there going, create a Wikipedia page, just some fabs. <laughs> <laughs> Dad joke extraordinaire. Awesome. All right, let's get into Dad's Corner. Welcome to Dad's Corner, where we give a shout out to worthy courses and support services for men and dad all over the world. If you know of a group that has helped you or is a great cause, let us know on Instagram at shitdadpod. Support for Fathers is an Australian project providing dads with an options and information about fatherhood, the relationship with their partner and connecting with their kids. They also enable support services and practitioners to work with dads and families more thoughtfully and effectively. Check out supportforfathers.com.au now for more info. And if you're turned off by the stereotypical real estate experience with the tacky, outdated approach like, I'm in your street, or I'll give you a free appraisal, look no further than Black Property Group and get to know Anthony and his team. Whether you want to buy now or upgrade the family home in 12 to 18 months, take the patient, personable approach to find the right home with Black. Check out blackpg.com.au now for more. And finally, support the guys who've kept us clothed or we'd be sitting around in the skin. Smashing Fibers have a closing down sale, so quick, dry, easy breathe tees and tanks for the gym wear or casual look. You won't find nicer tees anywhere for $10 while stocks last. That's that corner. Nice, mate. <sighs> Take a breath. We've got some listener emails and messages. Um, so the first one is from Mike through the Instagram at shitdadpod. He says, uh, and last week we mentioned Hamish Blake's got a new podcast about fatherhood, so we've invited him to come on to ours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to hear back. Yeah. We'll let everyone know. If, if anyone knows place. Hamish Blake, hit him up for us. <laughs> um, but Mike, who is a chef dad of 10 weeks, so a new dad, says, the new Hamish Blake pod is good, but you lads are better. Down to earth, real dads talking about real problems. That is amazing. Thanks, mate. And we've got another one from Reese, who I believe has sent through a multitude of different formatted messages, yeah. um, audio and and uh, text. So Reese's yarn. Sorry, I'll just before before you read out his um, text, which is really good uh, message. But he's also got a really good uh, shit dad share line. But because it was longer than two minutes, he had to send it in multiple little snippets on our Instagram inbox with the voice recorder. So if your yarn goes for more than two minutes and you can't do the shit dad share line, hit us up on the Instagram. So Reese says, uh, listening to the pod on the way home from work today and the question came up, how do you deal with kids calling you an idiot or saying, saying shut up in public at the shops? Um, and he says, we had this happen not too long ago and it was really out of character. I explained to Miss Three that that was a horrible way to speak and people don't like it. I asked if she would like me to go and tell someone how she is talking and ask them what they would think about her. If she was kept saying those words, she said, oh, no, 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 don't tell them. And it was a pretty quick end to it. So she chickened mm. out. Yeah. We're going to test the result, hey? Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Um, we've got a shit dad share line and another surprise shit dad share line. So here we go. G'day, lads. Uh, the biggest test that's not in the West here. Uh, first time... Or, uh, also first time listening, just stumbled across your body a few days ago. Loving the content, lads. Anyway, this isn't really a dad-related question, but, you know, always got to ask the big hitters. Uh, all i got to ask is, 
how do you put your shoes on in the morning? Do you go sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Anyway, cheers, lads. First of all, <laughs> let me start with this one. Thanks for the thanks for the message there. Um, Life and Sport podcast. Um, that's actually who I don't know his name. Never seen his name, but he's, he's from the Life and Sport podcast. So Give if anyone listen. wants to have a listen, yeah. get into it. Um, but yeah, thanks for the message, mate. First of all, I'm not a serial killer, so <laughs> I put my shoes on sock, sock, shoe, shoe. 100% agree. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's <laughs> any I didn't know there was any other way. <laughs> Dave's shaking his head. Yeah. No, I just agree. I didn't know there was any other way. <laughs> or if you're, if you're my three-year-old daughter, you go sock, sock and shoe, shoe on the wrong feet every time <laughs> yeah. without fail. She just likes getting in first position, mate. Ready That's hey, lad. Dave here. Um, give me a call because I can't be there tomorrow night for recording. <laughs> But um, here's the old uh, shit dad moment of the week. Comes from the old uh, trampoline again. How amazing. Uh, little Miss Three and I jumping on it with the uh, Mrs. Wedding It. Such a nice hot day on the weekend. Anyway, pretended to slip over and uh, fell down right next to little Miss Three as she was getting up from being double bounced from me before. Um, clearly got double bounced again and it double bounced straight into her face. Um, came up screaming galore, um, massive, massive red mark all over her nose and her face. But, um, yeah, quick little cuddle and um, I promise not to jump back on the trampoline and be double bounce for that day. Uh, made it all better. Anyway, boys, till next week, catch up. So just for context, <laughs> fuck you, Arsene. <laughs> Dave got really hurt that I forgot to put his um, shit dad share line Submission in, and uh, I just thought I'd play it for the the, the punters now. So I just really don't like hearing my voice. So, <laughs> so better if I wasn't here, <laughs> fuck, I'm bogan. <laughs> yeah, get out, lads! I'm fucking jumping on the trampoline. <laughs> I was probably like about six beers down. But, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't read about it. <laughs> it's a typical day. You can right. tell that wasn't this weekend because it wasn't sunny at all. No, that's yeah. it. I think that was about four months ago. <laughs> Thanks, mate. All right. Now, do we want to hear Reese's um, big voice voice message? as well, voice messages for on, the, on the Instagram? Sure. Let's do that. I was going to wait till our live episode, but it seems we're more and more this Saturday at Anytime Fitness is our first live episode, mm-hmm. episode 61, but it's getting more and more like... We're gonna have, we're gonna run out of time because we got ten dads <laughs> for ten minutes each. So it's gonna be awesome. Good chats. So, but this is a this is a bit of a longy. So, um, yeah. All right, shit dad podcast. Um, it's about time that I got on and recorded a, a story. But first, I just wanted to fill you in with something that happened yesterday. Um, the topic, obviously, of um, you know reducing violence and all that kind of stuff has come up in the potty, and I had an interesting incident happen yesterday with Miss Three. Um, she got bitten on the back in the playground. There was an incident report and whatnot that was run up. Um, and when I picked her up, we were halfway home and she came up with a a term I've never heard in my life before called a surprise battle. Um, and basically she had mentioned this child's name that bit her on the back and then said, Hey dad, do you reckon that tomorrow you can come to school with me? and you can punch her, and I can punch her, and we can give her a surprise battle. Um, I thought the term surprise battle was really, really funny, but quite harsh, um, and explained to her that you can't just surprise battle people if... So yeah, 
surprise battle is not the way to handle problems, especially if the problem's already been dealt with by a teacher or a responsible adult. Thanks, boys, for uh, for helping me guide her in the right direction uh, and reporting an incident to an adult and not dobbing. Um, but yeah, so no surprise battles going on there. The only time you're kicking or punching is on pads in the gym or in the ring. So teaching. Yeah, that's so good, isn't it? That's wow. he's taking a bit of um, bit of dad advice from the the shit daddery, the boys at the shit yeah. dad podcast. So, but it's, he's yeah, he taught us something there as well. So surprise battle. I've never I mean, of that in my life. What the hell? That that could be a skill that takes her far in life too. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Revenge is the best cold or something, isn't it? That's the other oh. So that was the first story. He had about um, two or three yarns that were really good, and we'll we'll sort of spread them over a couple episodes because yeah. Good, good talking points. Now, guys, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned the Movember Family Man website. So if anyone's been able to, I don't know, the listener's been able to check it out, let us know what you think. Um, but before I jump into that, maybe we can talk about that during November while Movember's happening. Done. Which, yep. by the way, we'll, we'll be doing a bit of mo growing. Oh, dear. Are you getting a bit um, of a head start or are you going to go? I, I, usually, I usually have like weeks of head start. <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. I'm starting now. Yeah. 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 I haven't um, shaved all year. But this other... Uh, I guess parenting advice, a bit of content I wanted to share with you guys is from Big Little Feeling. So this is a a couple of American moms. Meet the moms behind Big Little Feeling. So I'm just showing the guys some pictures of these ladies. Uh, We had uh, had (laughs) – yeah, they look very American. Um, We had uh, a few incidents lately where we were a bit challenged at how to deal with different um, behaviours. So – my wife and I decided to sign up to these uh, lovely ladies who the give moms. a bit of parenting advice. And yeah, there's, a, nice. there's about eight different modules you watch. They're all videos and they talk through different strategies for how to discipline kids and things like that. Um, we should do one of them, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the dad's perspective, the shit dad's yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I do rub my eyes a bit when they're talking about things because there's a couple, yeah. of, couple of moms talking about feelings and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, the... The bit of advice that kind of re- has resonated well with me that I've been trialing with uh, both kids and has been working well is the no sandwich. So I guess uh, an inherent reaction for a lot of parents when they're just saying no to something is just straight up, no, no you can't have that, no, end of story. Um, but one of the techniques is around, yes, you can have that one day or when we get home or later or tomorrow, you can't have it right now, but we'll play with it tomorrow. Like So you kind of like bookend the no with a couple of positives. That's pretty And then instead of a really harsh kind of just instant no, the kids are like, oh, okay, that sounds like a good compromise, so it's not a straight no. So you're just kind of tricking them. Most of the uh, things they teach are seems like sales techniques (laughs) (laughs) from like a car dealership. (laughs) Um, But that's my little bit of advice that I've taken away so far, the no sandwich, yeah. No sandwich. Mm. I can't wait to use that on Mr. Five. He's still going to blow up. (laughs) He needs a no sub sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he needs a full foot long. It's it's probably got some value to it, I guess. Like in theory, you know, like the one of the first words they always seem to spit back at you from a very young age is no, because Mm. that's all they're used to hearing, and it's just that that feedback. So, very good point. Mm. Mm. Well, can confirm it's been working. working. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but in the education game, we. it's some people try to use it. It's like, hey, give a positive and then a negative and then a positive. You know, like it's like the negative sandwich yeah. or the shit, yeah, sa- the shit, shit sandwich, sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> or vice versa. Nah, but I like this, but nah. 
But um, a big one at the moment, it's like, hey, give four positives before one bit of negative feedback. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just stand there for five minutes <laughs> telling Jesus. your kid no. Hey, mate, I really like your haircut. Um, good <laughs> shoes. Have you got uh, those shoes? Are they new? Yeah, yeah. good are they? Uh, okay, you've got nothing positive. <laughs> Can you just stop this, please? Stop this behaviour. You're, you're 11. If I was a teacher, if I had to do that, I'd just be like, do you know what my mum taught me? If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all and then just walk away. <laughs> and also in a week well, yeah. then walk out of work because you're probably getting fired <laughs> no 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 you can get no. look uh, that's a really good segue into this hour. Um socials listeners don't forget at shit dad pod um, and insta and that shit dad pod on facebook because we can't swear uh, make sure if you've got any stories share line 07 30 40 95 45 mm. or if it's more than two minutes jump on and record yourself in a little voice recordings on insta Awesome. Um, we'll get there. And but also, Top Fatherhood podcast by Christmas. We've got to do it. So tell mm-hmm. your mates, share us on your socials because we're not letting these mums go into Christmas with uh, the message that we want to give, which is we do fuck up all <laughs> the time. <laughs> yeah. but Life isn't full of roses and <laughs> daisies. And it's, it's full okay. of shit on the carpet and spews in the bath. <laughs> yeah. All right? Totally agree. So tell your mates. One last thing. F- oh, two last things actually from me. Um, five star. Get on, give us a review. Saw a great one. Hopefully it's coming out a bit later on from old Milky. Oh, Milk. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Milk, for jumping on and giving us a review. But uh, five-star Spotify, follow us on wherever you do. And finally, our Shit Dad Tees be one of the first 19 now to buy a T-shirt. 20 bucks plus postage. Mm. We'll throw in a free stubby cooler for the first 20 um, shout out to Stephen, our very first purchase of our tees. Sent the boys a photo of him. Looks like we've hit our new demographic, 20-year-old childless males. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, Stephen, mate, thank you very much. I told the lads, um, actually, I haven't told you, Cam. Stephen agreed to get now um, our logo tattooed on him <laughs> as, long, as, long, as long as we pay for it. So I'm holding, to, I'm holding to that, Stephen. All right. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> Not even one letter. In the next six months, you'll be seeing Stephen walk around in a shirt with our tattoo. Awesome. So get on there, guys. How good. All right. Now, we've made Fab sit here for approximately 18 minutes, uh, but now it's time to get into the good shoe that we all love, um, the fatherhood yarn. And, yeah, we're going to kick it off with hearing about fabs. Yeah, well, um, I guess I uh, – tricky one to know where to start on this one, but um, I'll, I'll start with the basics. So um, la- uh, last year, 20 – was it 21? Lauren and I sort of were trying to extend our family and, and <laughs> soon enough found out that we were expecting twins, which was a fucking huge shock. Like no mm. one saw that one coming. There's no trace of twins in the family really, like – so massive, massive shock when we sort of found that out. And, um, yeah, so expecting twins and we did the whole, we, we you know, we found out what we were going to have uh, gender-wise and realised we were going to have a little boy and a girl twins and, they, you know, fraternal twins is the term that they have for them. So going in, we were told, you know, this is if you're going to have twins, these are the twins to have, sort of like the low-risk factor fraternal. I used to refer to them as... Um, you know, housemate, uh, no neighbors, not housemates, because they had to have their own placenta, their own sac, their own, their own um, oh. umbilical cord. Everything was like each, each of their own sort of thing. So yeah. didn't know that. In Jeez. terms of yeah, yeah. So in terms of that, like that was always floating in the back of my head, like as some sort of form of comfort. You know, like low risk twins, low risk twins. 
And um, for the most part, yeah, they were, they were sort of trending very, very well. Um, and, you know, their sizing was scanning up pretty good and, and no real alarm bells or anything like that. Um, and then we, we led into Christmas and then uh, New Year's Eve party and that sort of stuff and having a good time and everyone was merry and all that sort of stuff. But um, in the background, Lauren had noticed that she, you know, was some observing some sort of signs that, you know, wasn't sitting quite right with her. And she's a very sort of pragmatic, follow the rules type girl. Like she doesn't really throw anything to chance. Like she was very um, thorough and, and, and uh, went to the doctors, went to the hospital, got some checks and all that sort of stuff. And um, she was reassured that everything was no alarm bells at that stage. And I think we were sitting at about or 20, yeah, it would have been 25 weeks at that stage. So, yeah, just, yeah, being cautious but not, you know, paranoid or anything. So continued with our celebrations for New Year's and all that sort of stuff, which was, you know, such a great party. We ended up having a great night, good time. And then, um, yeah, still in the background, noticing a couple of things on New Year's Day and then... Um, Sorry, can I, can I ask what yeah. she was noticing? Uh, she was, well, we're all dads here. So she was noticing a little bit of discharge. So she was just keeping on track with that. And then when she went to the hospital, they said, yeah, it's, it could be a mucus plug. If it is, it's, it's probably normal. It could, uh, reinstate itself or replenish itself. It's in, you know, it, yeah. no mm -hmm. alarm bells to be concerned of at mm -hmm. this stage. So. Yeah, oh, the human body is just fucking crook, isn't it? Like it's amazing, oh, yeah, but yeah. some dirty ass shit comes out of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've been speaking for like less than a government. I've already learned like three things. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, Holy shit! Wow. Oh mate, yeah, it was a roller coaster. And that's yeah, that was just the start of it. And the funny thing was, um, sorry to to go back on on New Year's Eve, we actually had a, a scheduled scan. You know, like it wasn't a scan brought forward for any reason. You know, from what she was noticing, it was just a routine scan. Scanned up, measurements done, all that sort of stuff, and and sonographer was stoked. Everyone was stoked with it. So that was another thing that kind of just put us back in our seat. Like you know, okay, we'll just keep pushing forward with this, and um, you know, it's all good. Um, and then that brings us to uh, Sunday, which was the second of January. So just standard. She took herself off to hospital because she still wasn't happy with what she was observing and um, no pain, nothing like that. And um, the nurses weren't concerned. They, they did like end up doing a swab test and stuff like that just to see what was going on. They sent her home and I was just, I literally, it was a Sunday, chill day. I was cooking a brisket. I was just chilling out, doing all those sorts of things. And then dad stuff, just dad stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we'd had a big few days. So this was my lazy day to just chill at home, yeah. you know, like. And, um, yeah, that all sort of went out the window, <laughs> but I'll, um, yeah. So she came back, she started complaining about a little bit of discomfort, but you know, she, she'd had a child before with Jim and she wasn't registering anything as labor, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, just some, some swelling and all that sort of stuff and some, some adult, like a dull ache. So she called up the, the hospital again, the maternity ward and they said, look, it might be related to the test we did take some Panadol. Far out. Yeah. Wow. Take some Panadol. If it's still bothering you um, in two hours, give us a call or come back in. And um, so, yeah, and, and, that, and everything was telling me that was the case as well. So I was mm. like, yeah, inflammation, some Nurofen or some Panadol, should everything should move on, yeah. you know, 
And uh, yeah, so I'm like, well, you know, it's January, it's hot, it's fucking, you know, it's humid. Your, like, your uterus was fine, obviously. Mine was totally <laughs> fine, yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, well, I'll take Jem for a walk um, just to give you a couple of hours to yourself, you know, sit in the air con, have a, have a rest, have a lay down, that sort of thing. So we, um, yeah, took Jem, took the scooter. We were going to go look for wallabies in the local estate and, and off we went. And then, um, yeah, like probably 10 or 15 minutes into that walk, um, yeah, I got the phone call that, you know, obviously never forget. And it was Lauren and she was, you know, pretty upset and she just said, you need to come home now. And um, I was like, fuck. I mm. instantly had that gut dread yeah. feeling and I was like, off we go, Gem. And, um, yeah, <laughs> so picked her up, had to run up a little bit of a hill and, you know, getting a bit of exercise in on the dad bod too at the same time. <laughs> And then downhill, doubling her on the front of the scooter and we're just fucking legging at home. And there's a bit of gravel where the front wheel of the scooter sort of like skidded out and I managed to keep it all upright still. And I'm like, I'm pelting at home. Good dad and save. Yeah. It was a good dad save, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. And um, it was funny. It was such a weird state of mind to be in because I'm pelting at home and I'm like crossing paths with our neighbours and their newborn and their pram. They're like, hey, how you going? I'm like, hey. And I'm just all the while just legging at home mm. and um, got home, which was only, yeah, about probably two or three minutes on the scooter, like we were moving and um, banging on the, like, a, and oh, on top of all that, I didn't take house keys. Oh, okay. Because oh, yeah. I'm like literally going for an innocent walk around the block while to take house keys. Yeah. So I'm banging on the door and no answer with the, you know, the doorbell, no answer. And I'm yelling out to Laura and I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I can't get in the house. So luckily uh, we we go around the side gate, which is just like a combination lock. So I go through there and then race out the back. And I actually keep a lockbox out the back with a spare set of house keys in it. All right. Now yeah. we're just giving away security, mate. <laughs> I didn't know where it was. You don't know what, you don't know what China's listening to. It's, it's very sneaky. You'll never find it. But, um, yeah, that's... That's a tip for later, actually. But um, had a spare set of keys I had access to through the back door. Still, you know, carrying Gemma along with me, and, and then a race upstairs, and then all those sort of feelings of like, I think I know what I'm going to be walking into, yeah, yeah. just sort of yeah. hit me like a fucking sledgehammer. And I go into our bedroom, and then into our ensuite, and and then all the air in my lungs is just completely like evacuated mm. i was just like i see my wife lauren on on her hands and knees and she's holding amy like in her arms and literally just towels and blood everywhere and i was just like i just i can't remember what i said you know just every sort of word you can think of in that moment and i just yeah. freaked out but she lauren is an absolute superhero of a woman like she she was calm you know, like I was fucking losing it and yeah, she yeah. was calm. Like it was just so bizarre. I think that that hormonal thing that takes over just puts them in like a godlike state in my opinion. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's pretty surreal. But at that stage she, she actually can't really recollect it, like entirely of what order it all happened in, but she thinks that she called me, um, couldn't get through to the hospital and then called triple zero and then somewhere within that chain is when she delivered Amy or like literally by herself, like no one wow. else around. Just her. went into autopilot. Yeah, yeah. And so by the time I got there, um, the triple zero um, uh, phone was, was already on and she was speaking to like the triple zero um, staff member and, 
she was sort of talking her through some of the things to be looking for and, and you know, by a miracle, like I'm not religious or anything, but, you know, Amy was breathing on her own, like there was no real intervention required. So she just had to keep her um, comfortable and in a towel and all that sort of stuff. So she said, it's all right, she's breathing, it's okay, it's okay, she's breathing. And mm. I'm just like still like just in a state. I don't know. Meltdown mode. Yeah, yeah. And um, so she said, no, it's okay, it's okay. Um, the ambos are on the way, she's breathing, it's okay, it's okay. So I sort of took that opportunity to sort of take Jem with me. And I don't think Jem really saw much. So I don't think she's not really carrying any sort of like weird trauma or anything, yeah. which is fortunate. So got her around downstairs and, and we're lucky to live in a cul-de-sac and everyone in our cul-de-sac is really tight. So yeah. we um, look out for each other all the time. And I just went straight across the road, banged on my neighbor's door and he opened up and you could see I was just white as a ghost. I said, can you look after Jem? And he's like, what's happening? What's happening? I said, and I couldn't even believe what I was saying, you know. Like I said, Lauren's just literally given birth by herself in the bathroom and he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, wow. And he's just like, whatever you need, just tell us. And I'll race back, went upstairs and um, I could hear the, um, the the operator on the phone saying, oh, the Ambo's literally, you know, turning off on like two streets away or something like that, literally, you know, two minutes away. So I was like, fuck, thank you. know, when does that ever happen? Yeah. Like all you yeah. hear on the radio is like Ambo's take forever or whatever, but literally this Ambo was passing the main road near where we live off and then got the respond to, to come to us and race downstairs and then I'm like waving at them to sort of come up and, yeah, so that was the first Ambo of four that ended up coming up. So wow. two young paramedic girls were, were there to help out Lauren to start with and, um, yeah, I just went into like a, you know, the fight, flight or freeze yeah. or somewhere somewhere in between freeze and flight, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, like wow. I knew there was nothing I could do, you know, I'm like, you know, have that cut the cord moment, like that's, that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, right now, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just hung back and just was, you know, just whatever I could do, I was doing it, you know, water and towels and whatnot and all that sort of stuff. So they eventually... Um, took over the scene, which is really good. And, um, yeah, and then some senior, like, um, uh, paramedics came and, yeah, they were there to sort of help with George because George hadn't been born yet and, like, he was still in there and they said, oh, you know, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. But and, and, of course, he was in a breach position. So. Yeah, right. Of course yeah. he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> like nothing could get any better. <laughs> yeah. And, and. Well, once again, Lauren being the superhuman that she is, um, just, I guess, the hormones and her knowing her body just took over and then as soon as she felt some pressure, she just was like, no, I'm going to push. I don't, you know, I'm not going to look for direction. I'm just going to push. And then out he came and, and just in, in just one big sort of sweep and, um, yeah, he came out feet first, fine, you know, in that regard. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, so... That was that was a relief, um, but he he was needing a bit of support from the the paramedics, so they were pretty much straight onto him with like some some CPAP sort of um, breathing aids and stuff, and yeah, that was that was our second of January um, in the ensuite of our bathroom. Happy fucking New Year's, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so George wasn't he didn't need any breathing help? He was just on the CPAP to support his breathing. Uh, so he, he wasn't breathing on his own. Like okay. he needed that yeah, right. um, intervention with right. the with the CPAP, whereas Amy was still breathing on her own, and which is incredible because yeah. they're so 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 small. So, yeah, yeah. Like, unbelievable. So early. So how long were you in uh, special care for? I take you were in special care for a while. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
basically the I'll, I'll sort of fast forward through the sequence there like we went to Redlands Redlands staff were fucking amazing they could see George needed oxygen um so he was intubated first and um they stabilized him Amy was uh, more or less holding her own but they stabilized her as well and then that night Lauren went in for some surgery and then um that night they got sent to the MARTA um, NICU ward um, mm-hmm. at the Children's Hospital there. And, um, yeah, from – and that was, yeah, 2nd of January. So they were there from that point through to about oh, 10, 10 or 12 weeks. They were in the MARTA and then yeah, they, right. got, they got transferred to Redlands and then they spent about four or five weeks at Redlands just in the special care sort of unit and, and then they came home on – Easter Saturday, so from wow. 2nd of January yes. all the way through to April. Uh, That's Easter unreal. Saturday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they were fragile when you took them home. You didn't – Oh, <laughs> did you do the don't go over the 40 k's an hour speed limit? And- <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it was it was surreal. Like, it was it was a strange, strange sort of feeling, you know, because um, we had Jam, like as I was saying you two before on, on the phone, like Jam was sort of like our, our firstborn and, you know, the world revolves around her and there was still a little bit of that going on like we were sort of having to balance trips to the hospital for skin on skin and obviously being there for the twins mm-hmm. but also we we're going through that fucking covid wave so yeah. we couldn't take jam with us like she got to come in with us twice until the rules all change and then there was like no more visitors it was just you know direct um, parents or family so she had to get left behind um, a lot of the time with those visits Luckily, we got an amazing mother-in-law, um, uh, Diane, Lauren's mum. She was just a absolute superhuman as well, just there for us pretty much from day one uh, all the way through uh, to the end and, and still obviously to this mm. day now. Mm. So, um, Do you feel like the, the twins are more fragile, like the way you parent them, they're a lot more covered in bubble wrap because of what you went through with them or do you think it, it's just that you treat – them the same as um, your eldest, what's the name again, sorry? Gemma. Gemma, yeah, yeah you um, treat them like, so you now you've got three that you've got to divide the same amount of love. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Surprise. I mean, it's it's a tricky one because Gem's in kindy, she's bringing home all the kindy bugs and the no. viruses and the gastros and all that sort of stuff. So we never had to deal with that with her. Like she was just obviously number one and – I don't think she got sick more than five times in two years, sort of thing. Um, but I don't, I don't think so. Like they, they do get knocked around a bit, you know, with their routine bugs. But I don't know if it's a, if it's a lack of an immune system. Maybe it is potentially, but I think it's just kids, you know, like they just get pumped yeah. when they've never experienced a cold bug or a virus or whatever it is. So they're resilient little buggers, man. Like they're so strong. They're so strong. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they just blow us away. Like um, for them to get through what they got through in like the way they did with like, yeah, it was, it was, it was hectic. That's um, unreal. Because, um, yeah, they, 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 one of the things that was like so hard mentally as a dad going through that at the early stages is like, you know, New Year's Eve party time, having drinks, like fast forward three days later yeah. and I'm sitting in front of a doctor um, with our mask on so you lose that personal sort of, you know, um, connection there. And uh, she's re- she's like, she's doing her job but it, it's hard not to be sort of pragmatic about it and then she's like, 
you know, there's going to be a risk factor for neonatal chronic lung disease and, you know, there's going to be risk factors for bleeding in the brain and there's going to be risk factors for, like, cerebral palsy and yeah. all these sort of things and it's just like bomb, 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 bomb and you're sort of like, I was drinking piss with the boys three nights ago. How am I sitting yeah. in front of this person telling me all these things and it's like my world's just been tipped on its head sort of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, to the bub's credit, like, they, <laughs> for being born at home, with the delays of being supported, they just they were just kicking all the goals, and it's just like a testament. Like they they came home with no additional support, um, so no. I was I was concerned that they'd be on um, breathing support coming home, like low flow oxygen and um, um, NGT, so the nasal gastric tubes, all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Yeah. All these little factors that they had to sort of go through whilst in hospital and. There's every chance, and and there's sure, and there's probably plenty of families out there that had to navigate those challenges when they did get dis- discharged. But um, we were so so blessed and so lucky that they just came home as as twins. Yeah, what, what a ha- story! That's that's yeah. absolutely crazy. Would you, would you guys, you and your wife, would you have gone back to have a third, flip this around if you had your twins first? Would you still have looked at having That's a third? That's a good question. It's funny you say that, eh? And, and I feel like this is a bit of like the universe coming back on me. So <laughs> when we were trying first time around, you know, the male and me and, and like the sort of practical thing is like, oh, geez, wouldn't it be good if we had like boy and girl twins like straight off the bat? You know, it's going to be hard. We're going to be in the trenches and we're not going to know what we're doing. But efficiency-wise, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're happy yeah. And you, and you yeah. wouldn't know any other way. Yeah. Exactly right. Because you know twins. Yeah. 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 And and that was and I used to joke about it and, and Lauren's like, don't be stupid, don't be stupid. You know how hard twins are going to be. And I'm like, yeah, but you get the end result straight away. You just, you know you know you know, work through it and then yep. you're there. And then we're always going to be like a two-kid household. So um it's pretty ironic that, yeah, second time round. <laughs> Here's the boy and girl twins that you're asking for, buddy. How did that kind of experience, um, you know, obviously when it happened but then also all that, you know, all, all of this year, how did that change your relationship with your wife? Um, it definitely uh, – we've always been close and we always work with each other really well. Um, you know, just we're just a, a good team and – there were there were some significant challenges, but from a relationship point of view, just just solid, you know. Like I think the trauma almost acted like glue, as a, as opposed to like opposing us, you know. Like it because we, you know, she. I'm not taking anything away from her. She went through all of those physical mm-hmm. experiences all on her own, and um, but you know, as a, as her partner, like it affected me pretty pretty strongly as well. And so it, I think it just glued us closer together and I think because we had such a good support around us like our family and and our close friends and our neighbours all those extra channels of support just helped us stay together you Mm. know what I mean like if it was just on our own like oh it would just be the hardest thing ever like without any extra help I don't know I don't know how people do it and and hats off to them if they're in that situation um, and they have to navigate that path on their own but um yeah, any any help that was coming our way, we were definitely jumping on it. And yeah, you said you're a good team. How do your um, yeah, the ways you parent differ? Do they complement each other, or do you? I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. just me going on record for it. I think she, <laughs> she's she's definitely more of a stickler. Right, and we'll, I turn think, the, we'll turn the yeah, mics off. No. Now. You can tell the truth. <laughs> she's definitely more of a stickler, and I think you know she'd be comfortable 
with me, um, you know, painting that picture. Like, and and you need that. I yeah. think. I think if we were both loose units, then you know, <laughs> it'd just be havoc. You know, yeah. <laughs> it'd just yeah, yeah. just be about like having a you know your own circus at home, which it is. But <laughs> just jump in the octagon yeah, from day till dusk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, she's she's very good with like. They need to go to the doctors, they need to yeah. go to the hospital, all that sort of stuff. And and I used to be more, oh, you know, you know let's give it another day or this should be right yeah. attitude. But Australia, mate. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I've got a, a shit dad story for later on and, and, and it kind of just almost pushes me even more towards her way of thinking. It, but not so much way of thinking but supporting her calling it. Like if she wants to call it and say, no, nah, they need to go to the doctors or no, nah, I want to do this. And, mm. and anything in terms of those things that she's using her, her best judgment around, I, I just support it all the way now because, you know, it's... But when you... Same. So it's good that they complement each other. Like you've got to have one that's like you said, a stickler, but, yeah, someone who's can enforce the routine and like keep the kids on track to not die. You know how it is. got to keep them alive. Yeah. So like doctor's appointments and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But things like presents, like... I don't think I've ever bought our kid a present. <laughs> like, she is all over it. She buys it like four months in yep. advance. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying and yeah. you, you're just the, the support staff. It's, yeah. It must be a good balance. Yeah. But when it comes to discipline though, yeah, yeah, like how does that – how do you guys differ in the discipline department? Are you the more – because you're the, the yeah. loose happy dad, are you the more like intense when it comes to discipline and or do you play good cop, bad cop sort of thing? Good or? cop, bad cop, I reckon. Yeah, yeah you need and you that take balance. turns? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I feel like I've said this to Lauren before a couple of times, like she can go zero to 100 and just lose her shit when everything is just, you know, falling apart <laughs> and then the world's, you know, ending. And, you know, we've generally like she, the way I like to describe Gemma is like she's um, equally stubborn as she is sweet and she's a really, really sweet kid. Aren't all our little girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must be a little girl thing. <laughs> no, no, got to be, got to be. The boys are definitely not stubborn, no. Yeah. Um, you spoke about a few different things. Like now you've got the, the three, what about your, your personal mental escapes? Yeah, especially with the especially with the twins still being young. Yeah, that's a good question. What man. do you do to look after yourself? Um, I'm eating a lot of chocolate, too much chocolate, too much <laughs> ice cream, and it's yeah. not it's not good. Um, it's we've all got our boys, yeah. mate. It's all good. You've had kids. You're not yeah. you're not going through a breakup or anything. No, yeah. I mean that's the only advice we have at the moment. Um, and I do I, I love mountain bike riding. So where we live, where we're really close to the mountain bike tracks in Mount Cotton, there at yeah. um, Bayview yeah, nice. and. Um, and the Eastern Escarpment there, and and my neighbours are into it too. So prior to twins coming home, yeah, it was any, any opportunity. Like if it was a Saturday morning riding with the boys, or um, we did a few night rides there, which was which was pretty good. Like yeah, gets yeah, the adrenaline good. pumping. Yeah. So riding, you know, tearing through the bush with your headlamps on and your and your bar lights yeah, on, right. all that sort of stuff is is where I'm sort of anchored to. Um, I'm just waiting for the situational stuff around me to sort of allow more of that to come through. And um, got on the bike a couple of weeks ago before we the, – the weather doesn't help as well. No, but, you know, it doesn't not. lend itself to riding when it's pissing down rain all the time. But 
Yeah, we uh, went for a ride just on my own and because um, the neighbours was like, when are you going to come for a ride? And when are you coming for a ride? And I'm like, I'm keen. I'm so keen, but I do not want to be the bloke that's dragging the chain when all you fit buggers are tearing away and I'm just like, <laughs> can I throw up yet? <laughs> so I went off on my own and just did a little pedal and uh, it nearly fucking killed me. So yeah. I've got some work to do and <laughs> get myself back up there. But, yeah, no, the riding is definitely, um, yeah, a good, good outlet because I feel like, when you're tearing through the the bike tracks, there's no room for anything else in your head. Mm. You can't be thinking about, oh, you know, work-related stress or the house is a mess stress. So it's like you're going to run into a tree. It's not going to be a very good outcome. You literally just like, okay, the track in front of me and then, yeah. you, you know, stray branches <laughs> or jumps coming up, then, then there's no room for anything else. So yeah. it's, it's a good outlet yeah. for that. So, so that's cool. What about um, Little Miss? The four-year-old, you said. Yeah, yeah. Ever bike that you get a little seat for her on the back? Not so much the trails yeah. or whatever, <laughs> but for you to pick your fitness up or whatever. You, yeah. I'd be, I'd be into it. Yeah, it's a, it's all the trolley that you can get behind the little trolley behind. trail yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she would love it. And actually, it's probably not a bad idea to be honest, because she probably could use a bit more encouragement and and, and me leading by example. Yeah, because she's got a freewheeler like pedal bike and 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 she has a play and she has a go but then she loses interest. Mm. So maybe if she is sort of We've know. we've spoken about that on the pod quite a bit how yeah. because like they're not only sponges when it comes to the bad um the bad behaviors they're sponges in how they grow uh and like the fitness side of things. So like if all they know is dad goes for a ride every Saturday, they're going to be like, "Yes, let's go. How good is this? Jump in the trailer." Like yeah, yeah. and they'll want to go and then they'll want to get a bike and they'll want to ride as well. I think it's great like the you're mirroring what you want them to. Yeah, for sure. You want yeah. them to be active as they Absolutely. go as well. I will tell you though, it takes some perseverance. Yeah. Little Miss Three has a has a two, like has a bike with the training wheels. Cam, you you were going through this too mm. recently, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, I want to go on the bike, but then it's like about two minutes of a ride. I want to get off. Oh. I'm not carrying that bike home. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I know, I know it's only little, but I'm sick of carrying this oh, fucking yeah. thing home. The, Dude, late, the been, latest yeah. complaint we had was the training wheels don't match the rest of the bike. Oh, <laughs> not, not the same colour. Awesome. Take them off. Mate, <laughs> there you go. You're a push. Uh, I've been that dad who's um, walked uh, to the IGA. Like we're pretty close to it. So um, Jem's had a little, you know, the, the bikes that are free wheelers. There's no yeah. pedals and they yep. sort of. Yeah, sh- balance and, um, bikes. Yeah. yeah, the balance bike. So she's like, yeah, yeah, I want to ride that. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And I've got. George and Amy in the twin pram, she's pedaling on with me. We're in the footpath and we get to the shop and she's like, I'm really tired. And I was mm. like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, well, how are we going to do this logistically now? <laughs> so yeah. I didn't think this far ahead. So I was literally the dad, Jem on my shoulders, pram, twin pram being pushed in one hand and then holding the fucking bike in the other <laughs> hand. And I'm like, <laughs> and I've gotten so many looks like, Yep. Yeah, got you, man. <laughs> You're doing yeah. a good job, yeah. man. I'm like, thanks, mate. Yeah. Well done, mate. You got this, Dad. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a version of exercise which I, you know, could do with, so it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> good for the Dad board. It's the only exercise I get these days. So that's your, <laughs> you, you talk about that as um, a couple of little things you do with the kids, so we probably call that quality dad time. Do you have any, anything else that you do with the kids that you consider quality uh, dad time? Yeah, we well, – we built a cubby for her a couple of years ago, which uh, was was a lot of fun. Um, Dad and I and and Lauren as well, and we were sort of um, chipped away and built this like two story cubby with a slide and stuff. And 
Every now and then, like anything, you know, the kids lose interest in it. Like you've like poured like three or four weekends into this project (laughs) and it's like a masterpiece and it's painted and all this sort of stuff and um, they lose interest like anything. And then to try and get them back into you like, come on, dad's going to go up there and you're sort of crawling your way through this two-story cubby house and getting up to the upper deck and then... I realised like the slide's got some stress fractures in it now. Squeezing your ass yeah. straight down it. <laughs> but um, yeah, just being trying to be involved and, and being present and, and being goofy, like looking at Dave's toes and the, and the blue. Like <laughs> yeah. it reminds me of like I've been there, you know. Like just yeah. being present and, and and being silly, you know, just having a laugh. Awesome. Do you want to check out my toes too? There's no pain on <laughs> them. Go. They're just- <laughs> They're pretty Ugly. long. You can, also pretty fo- long. you can also follow me on Feet Finder. I sell some pics. <laughs> daddy. I like, da- I like daddy foot toes. stuff. You like daddy toes? Check out these blue ones. <laughs> All right, let's redirect this bad boy. <laughs> bring it back, bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask one more question. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, you know, pretty intense period with, with, with the twins mm. and, you know, that, that kind of premie. Um, support that you were getting from hospital, from family and everything. Did you also get connected to a wider community of people who had gone through or going through similar things? Yes and no. Um, again, COVID really threw a spanner in those works because um, the hospitals do do a really good job with their social workers and stuff and, and they really try and connect you with other parents going through the same thing. Um, it's it's a, I was lucky enough to sort of have some people that I could lean on for that direct support. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guys from work um, went through a very similar sort of um, situation himself, like a few years back. And um, I <laughs> very sneaky. How can I subtly do this? <laughs> and funnily enough, like I, you know, you're pacing up and down the halls a lot of the time from where your ward is to where the parents' smoker room is and stuff, and they have all these photos on the wall of um, before and after photos. So of like, you know, um, prems and then, you know, one year down the track, two years down the track, to give you like some, mm-hmm. like a compass and hope. a bit of hope and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff and boost your morale. And I actually recognised not the bub but the surname. And I'm like, oh, that's my mate from work. You know, mm-hmm. we don't work directly with each other, but I'm like, that's – I remember his story, I remember his surname, I'm like – yeah, and I, I read. I took a photo of it, and I said, "Is this your your bub?" And he, his response was like, "Everything I needed is like, what are you doing there, man? Like, what what's happened? Like, tell me what's going on." And then um, I sort of uh, got in touch with him, and and we sort of bounced off each other, and he shared me all the all the shit and stuff he had to endure, and 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 his story, and then equally me to him, and and so that it's hard, you know, because like he he had like a direct correlation to what I was going through mm. other friends and family they their intentions are good but that it doesn't have the same impact you know yeah. what I mean like some friends and family would be like oh congratulations you know like a week after that it happened and yeah. I'm like I feel like this is condolences right not I, congratulations yeah. I've got a question for you Fabs yeah mate yeah like perfect for uh, parents who are about to go through the same thing or yeah. go through the same thing in the future what can or sorry, friends of people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can they say to someone who has just had premie twins or mm. just twins in general that is supportive? Instead of congratulations, yeah. obviously. Yeah. They're going through some shit. It's it's tough. Yeah. Um what would have made you feel comfortable and hey, just say, um, you know, like really 
throw your support their way. Like say, what we're really, really thinking of you guys. Is there anything we can do? Do you need me to call your boss or awesome or like extend some help that you can sort of offer them? I mean, it's 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 a hard one, and you know the person better than me, so just giving generic advice. Yeah. But yeah, just offer them support and, and offer them like not condolences. That wasn't the right word, but say no. you know, give us a call if you need anything done. You know, like whether it's just picking up your other kid from school or or, or having a play date if you got other mm. siblings that are sort of being left out of the picture because mum and dad are so yeah. stressed with the hospital. Totally. Play dates and all that sort of stuff um, awesome. are really, really good. Um, and and yeah, just listen if if they want to sort of like pour their heart out and 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 you know, cheat, um, just just give them that support and yeah, just have a listen. Awesome. You can't always give like advice, but you can certainly listen. You yeah. know, yeah. So that's unreal. So you spoke about <coughs> obviously this mate from work. Yep. It's very similar situation and stuff. This and you spoke about your your very close cul de sac. Yeah. Um, and, and all of that. Culture sack. It's like the cold, the culture sack. That's. I might take that actually. Yeah. I didn't realise I said culture sack. Anyway, I love um, a culture sack. There's a Scotch owls that hit me. <laughs> um, what about any other fatherhood network that you've got, or did you want to share any advice at all with anyone? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some probably <laughs> there's some probably real world uh, advice I could I could lend. Um, that's what we're about, Norm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and practicality is everything. So if you're in the situation where you're visiting your bubs um, at, at the hospital, whether it's NICU or, or special care, whatever it might be, button up shirts because they love the skin on skin. So you don't want to be fucking like feeling like you're undressing, you know, in front of oh, all yeah. the nurses oh, and their yeah. stuff. So luckily for me, it was obviously summer and, you know, the Hawaiian shirts were already getting a bit of a flex at that time. Oh, so, awesome. so go, and, you know, throw a bit of color in as well. Yeah. You know, like the, the nurses love a bit of color, you know, they yeah. like to dress up as well, you know, with some, you know, whatever scrubs they're wearing pops of color, whatever it might be, but button up shirts were definitely um, very helpful. So you literally just like, and then you get that skin on skin, which is um, really important for them too. So yeah. Um, Unreal. Should whip whip the trademark shirts back out. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one for anyone specifically going to the MARTA is um, if they're not forthcoming, um, they were with us because I think of our sort of unique position um, and just, you know, the nature of our sort of story. But if they're not forthcoming, uh, just seek out the, the services that they do offer. They have like a social worker there and, and you can really sort of lean on them for any sort of help that you might need or, or unknowingly need, but you don't realize it. So they can offer you sort of subsidized car parking and that sort of stuff, oh, which yeah. they did for yeah. us. Um, you know, like they'll, yeah. they'll knock 50% off. So if you're, if you're going there every single day, um, you can save a buttload. Um, and I think I've spoken to other parents in the past who didn't realize that that service was there until it was like, you know, four or five weeks in and they've already forked out, you know, like maybe a grand's worth in car park fees. Jeez. Um, and then like, oh, no, we have like a subsidised sort of service that we can give you. So um, seek out some of those um, social worker services if you're in that position. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I was actually about to ask you if you had any dad advice, so that's a cracker. But what well, finally uh, from the Good to segment of the pod, yeah. what is your favourite part of fatherhood? Oh, just... The evolution, watching them evolve is just so cool. 
Um, They're not Pokemon, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I had a thought about Pokemon since grade eight. I got the first series collection too. Let's whip it back out. That's yeah. it. Yeah. We're gonna bring it back. Make gonna, Pokemon great again. It's gonna pay for my retirement. One day, <laughs> um, just being present, yeah, and 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 that evolution is always it always it's not lost on me. Like sometimes it is. You get lost in your day to day hustle and bustle, but when you do appreciate that moment where your kid sort of does something really mundane but it's new to them so it's this new experience and it's like oh, oh yeah that that energy is pretty yeah. pretty hard to beat it's, it's pretty, pretty special yeah when they get excited about just those little things yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah awesome right so we've uh, reached the the end of the the segment where we talk about the uh, Fabs's fatherhood yarn. We really appreciate you coming on and having a chat to us, opening up, opening up about your situation and no worries, well, man. your your fatherhood story. And we've yeah. I've really enjoyed it, and mm-hmm. I've learned some things massively about the human body. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, what a story! Yeah, yeah. thank you. My no, pleasure. Sorry, I'm just adjusting some things. <laughs> uh, uh, so now we're going to do something. I've sort of thro- I'm throwing the boys under the bus a bit here. Sorry, boys. So. <laughs> I've, I just thought this up today at work. So uh, we had a little bit of a lull at work. Who would have thought? Um, <laughs> and I was thinking instead of the fatherhood quiz, the dad quiz that we've had a few times with our guests so far, just come up with a few extra questions. So if you have any ideas, get in touch with us on the socials um, for other for dad questions. But we've got three, one each, and we're just going to see what your take on it would be, like what your response would be. So we'll start with myself. Uh Question number one, name three things your kid's eating when you find them hiding in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, cheesy crackers. <laughs> She's always into the cheesy crackers. Um, oh, I don't know. Salt? <laughs> I don't know. That just popped into mind. Like not so much in the pantry cover, but she, we had fish and chips for dinner and she's just literally just like tongue in the finger and just like <laughs> all of the salt and the lemon residue on the plate is um oh, that yeah. Salt <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know what else um yeah chips she, yeah. she, she's she's on off the packet of chips up on the top shelf the other day and <laughs> just faithful. loves the salty things salty cheese and crackers and <laughs> savory salt, savory yeah, girl yeah. Yeah. savory yeah awesome yeah. there you go salt that's interesting <laughs> Uh, what's your response when your kid says they need to go to the toilet at the park? Oh, not again, Jim. Come <laughs> on. We went to, this is why we go to the toilet before we go to the <laughs> yeah, park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Got to be kidding me, sis. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, if it's on, if it's on my watch and um, I've taken it to the park, I never bring spares. Yeah, <laughs> what dad enough. brings spares, undies or, or nappies or whatever, it's like. Oh, well, luckily we live close to the park, so we're going to have to do a bit of shuffle or a waddle home. <laughs> what if no one was at the park and it's a number one? Oh, number one. For, for a girl. Oh, yeah, just you know, undies off and... Bushwees? Yeah, bushwees. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. How about number twos? Yeah. Bush poos? <laughs> I feel like the undies are getting thrown in the bin. Yeah, yeah. Bush- Let's <laughs> go dig a hole. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah, over by the duck pond and you know, give it a bit of a splash. That's when you see how how long they can hold it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, can you hold it? If it's a no, it's a definite. Uh, okay, those undies are gone. Yeah. All right, last one. Your kid tells you to fuck off and the shop's really loud. What do you do? 
Jeez. Um, I was listening to this last week yeah. and I was like trying to evaluate what I would do and I'll be like, oh, I have failed somewhere very, very bad. You know, <laughs> leave my kids telling me to fuck off. But, um, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> my shit that moment's going to be a bit of fun, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, oh, get her out of there. I don't know. Like whatever we're doing at the shops is uh, is getting ended and because, um, you know, more than likely it's, it's something to benefit her. So, no. Nah. Game's over. See you later. We're going home. Call it quits. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I like nice it. One. Yeah. Well played. All right. Well, just uh, for listeners who like to tune into our YouTube channel for a bit of early content, uh, we're not going to have the shit dad moments on um, video this week because those SD cards fall on the GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll just have to listen like a normal person. <laughs> just imagine our, just imagine our, our happy faces. Radio faces. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Nick, you put out some uh, some shout-outs on the socials as well for the same question, I believe. Yes, right. Uh, it has to be wrong answers only, though. Yeah. So some people don't really get the uh, the wrong answers only thing, but a couple came through with the goods. So just remember that this is not advice from us. This is just no. these are wrong answers <laughs> yeah. only. Yeah. We want this is right. for, purely for comedic yeah. value. I wonder so, if our listeners realise that when they're responding. Uh, maybe I have to put a disclaimer up now. <laughs> Do you have to double down on the disclaimer each time? I'm going to have to. People are like implementing on. this advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not real dad advice. All right. So your kid yells at you, fuck off in the shops. Wrong answers only. The first one says, buy them a McFlurry and remind them they shouldn't speak with their mouth full. <laughs> Hef. Our mate Hef mm-hmm. uh, from the Smoko Convos potty said that the CT- CCTV footage would have to be deleted. <laughs> oh. I have to agree to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My uh, shit dad moment this week is along those lines because this story comes from my week in fatherhood. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? Five years old. Legit. Uh, and I'm just checking again. No, it's taken too long. So, oh no, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so if uh, if you want to get involved in our listener questions, get on to the Shit Dad podcast Shit Daddery page uh, and get involved with our listener questions. I was a bit late on the uptake this uh, this week because I did actually do it during my downtime at work, and, <laughs> which was happened to be this afternoon of, uh, <laughs> of recording day. So, yeah, that's uh, if, you, if you have any that you, you're listening to the pod and you want to get out there, um, send us a... Uh, Post to well, at shit dad pod. pod. Yep. Sorry. On uh, Instagram. Yeah, yep. that's it. And uh, we'll post it up on our story because yep. it's always funny. Okay. Time for a bit of this. Shit dad moment of the week. We do enjoy this time of the week, and mm-hmm. um, everyone has been coming up with the goods lately. So, does anyone have an actual shit dad moment this week? Abs, you mentioned you'd have one uh, to share. Yeah, yeah, I guess um, it's uh, one of those ones where the she'll be right sort of attitude sort of came back to bite us. <laughs> so, a few weeks ago, um, uh, Lauren and the kids went for a walk uh, to the shop to get some groceries and stopped by the park for a bit of a play. And I know Jen was going through this this recent phase of she you know, just wanted to see how fast she could run, you know, like she was just had this running energy all the time and everything was a race. So... I wasn't there, but um, they were walking down the footpath and she wanted to sprint down the footpath and, you know, 
baby giraffe legs or whatever just got the better of her (laughs) (laughs) and she's hit the deck and um her first ever sort of grazed knees sort of like not so much elbows but definitely grazed knees and you know came home to like um a really sort of dramatic story told by Gemma and she's like oh yeah and and, you know you know decent grazed knees whatever and I was almost like oh this is almost like a rite of passage like a badge of honor you know first grazed (laughs) knees because anyway um Lauren was like, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, they look like Gray's knees, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, she'll be fine, you know. We'll, um, you know, the bath and PJs, but maybe this a band-aid and, and off we go. And um, about two days later, uh, she had some spots around her knees and being at kindy and wearing shorts and stuff, I'm like, I don't know, midges, you know, like midges yeah. are everywhere at the moment. And um, and I grew like most grew up with Gray's knees, Gray's elbows. Mm. Like it was just like a rite of passage. Um, so yeah, didn't think anything of it. And then like the next day after the spots, you know, she's burning up with fevers, oh, and no. and we're like, mm. but physically look looking fine, like not yeah. a virus type thing. Like mm, I don't know, maybe she's early molars are starting to push through or whatever. And um, then. She'll be good, Panadol, fever, Panadol good. And then like the next morning she woke up fine, went to kindy and then like halfway through the day, kindy called up. Uh, Lauren said, oh, she's burning up like 40 degrees and she's not good Jeez. and you won't come home. And so Lauren picked her up and like, oh, and then another um and an ah and sort of situation. And then Saturday came, could have took – and it was one of those cycles like you go, oh, right, we can't take it to the doctors on Saturday. No, nah, she's fine. Saturday mm. afternoon, she's shit house, that sort of thing. Mm. Doctors close at midday, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, fast forward. She was like, she went from hot, like 40s, late 30s, and then down like cold, like to 35 degrees. And like that was like with the head thermometer, the under the armpits. And I was like. Emergency room status. Literally, yeah. Back to the fucking hospital this time with the gem. and, and, And I was like, what is going on? And then. Anyway, they, they, they couldn't figure it out and they, she'd stabilise and she was fine again and we are just trying to keep her hydrated and I had to get her out of the emergency room because there were some fucking freak shows going in there, mm. like throwing up everywhere and swearing the bloody roof down. I'm like, no, let's just go home. And then come Monday, we go to our regular GP and um, he's like, yeah, that looks like a staph infection. Yeah. And I was like, oh. you're fucking kidding. As soon as you and said the dots around it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, midgy bites. Even the hospital doctor was like, mm, yeah, probably midgy bites. And mm. he did like the little pressure thing on oh, the skin wow. and whatever color changes, he wasn't worried about it. And it was a staff infection. So two rounds of fucking um, antibiotics oh, later oh, from a set of Gray's knees. <laughs> yeah. Kids these days, right? right? I reckon. <laughs> what are they made of? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> made of custard. So my um, she'll be right attitude was probably not the right call. I don't know what we would have done differently. Nah, that's pretty standard. Throw I reckon some that's... isicole on it or something yeah, and do yeah. what they did to us when we were... Double maybe. band-aid. Yeah. <laughs> Double wrapper, yeah. I, th- I think we would have all done the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm in if, your boat, yeah. What, you get some temps and you get Panadol and then it goes down you're like, okay, good. Yeah. Mm. The amount of times I've been there too, it's like... Hot, 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 ah, Panadol, next one, yeah, okay, I'll take you to the doctor. If you yeah. Wake up, totally fine. fine. Yeah. And you're like, nah, you're right. Yeah. And then again, yeah. afternoon comes, crash, like, 
Shit, should have gone. Do you but, know what's a really good service yeah. though? That um, one three oh, health. Yeah. yeah. When the twenty four hour doctor comes out. That's legit. Like yeah. if you're that worried about something, you just get them out, and they're usually cool. like. We haven't had a bad one yet. We've yeah. called them about half a dozen times. So yeah. suggestion on that though. Here's the advice: they only start taking appointments at six, like the after hour doctors. Yeah. So get in early if you're going to. Because if you call it, yeah, if you call it eight, they're booked out for the night. They'll yeah. just do telehealth. Yeah. 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 And they are so busy. Quite good, Look, and fair. it is good because you can get yeah. someone to speak to. But when yeah. you're talking about a three year old, it's not about our health. No, that's right. Yeah. Three year old and general or a baby who can't talk. You're like, yeah, yeah. I had an experience with um, a one three health doctor visit. This is not kid related, but I thought I'd throw it in anyway. Yeah. Before we had kids, um, uh, we had a meal and then like we had violent gastro like twenty four hours later, and it was affected me, Lauren, like multiple friends out of that group booking, and just violent gastro. So we were just like in living hell, you know, like everything coming up, and um, called the one three health, and it was to that point where we was like, I was getting concerned. I'm like nothing is working and a doctor from one three health came over and i'll never forget the look on his face he came down the stairs we we're living with lauren's parents at the time where you could see the situation like he could he was like doing like a bit of like a hazard you know risk assessment <laughs> <laughs> and he's like fuck this <laughs> he literally threw the anti-nausea <laughs> Away. <laughs> um, oh, doctors yeah. these days are so coddled. <laughs> now I've got a uh, shit dad moment and a just a just a dad story from the week. So the shit dad moment was uh, Mr. Five who did actually yell out "fuck you" at the top of his lungs. I'm like, where do you learn this stuff, mm. man? Like, first anyway, we're at um, Mr. Seven's soccer ce- uh, celebration or presentation, whatever it's called. And it was all wrapped up. Thankfully, he didn't yell it out inside while the presentation was on. Far out. I would have literally, I don't even know what I would have done. Anyway, <laughs> in the car park, like we're, the kids had got, um, the, all the soccer players had a sausage sizzle. The, my two other ones didn't get one because it was just like for the soccer players, whatever. Miss um, Wife took the two other two up to the canteen and was like, what do you guys want? Anyway, he said um, a lolly. No, like a, a killer python, those big epic. Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. they're good, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, nostalgia. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> and uh, he, so wife was, yeah, that's fine. We'll do that. That's, we'll have sandwiches when we get home. That's cool. No worries. After they got the killer python, he's thrown it on the ground for some reason. And I was like, what did you do that for, mate? Like I was, I was calm. It was just like a normal thing for me. I was just like, that was a bit silly, wasn't it? And he's gone, Ugh. I was like, oh, here we go. What's happened now? <laughs> Anyway, he started blowing up and we found out it was because he didn't get hot chips. And wife's like, you didn't ask for hot chips. What? Like, how are we supposed to read your mind? Anyway, it started escalating and she's like, Nick, we got to go. This is getting out of hand, whatever. And she grabs the two. I was like, yep, sweet, let's do this. I'll grab the calm one. <laughs> Super dad over here. And, uh, yeah, we, and we walked out and we got to the car park and – um, I was he was starting to run away, so I was just like, "No, no, come back here, mate. We're gonna we're gonna go home. Um, we're gonna make you. Sa- what do you want in your sandwich?" Uh, uh, I'm like, "For fuck's sake, this is ridiculous." Anyway, I've just gone the ignore option, so I've let it go and um, just looked at the other two to try and get the other two in the car. There was no cars, so there was um, it wasn't like a hazard him just being on the other side of the road. It was in yeah. a car park, whatever. And oh, like I'm just getting. Mr. Seven in the car and I hear, fuck you, and he runs and I was like, oh, dear. 
Um, I didn't know whether to laugh or <laughs> like get mad, yeah. but one of the other dads who is – uh, his kids in uh, Mr. Seven's soccer team walked past and he just looked at me with widest eyes and just like the biggest smile on his face and I was like, it's going to go down, bro. <laughs> and I just sprinted, pluggers and all, I've sprinted through this crowd, little Mr. Five's just gone. I was just sprinted. I was like, tried to grab him, like staying calm and then he's like evaded me. I was like, oh, God, this is, he's going to make me crash tackle him in front of all these people. <laughs> Run down the hill. Anyway, long story short, I've just walked and followed him. He's come back up to the car park and I've gone, are you done yet? And he goes, Ugh. so I've grabbed him by the, the arm and I've smacked him on the ass so hard and I was like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. He's obviously, Ugh. I was like, but the wife looked at me and she goes, yeah. <laughs> it's like it was it was at that point and I've tried everything, tried staying calm and like tried to sort of talk him down. What do you want on your sandwich, mate? We can and he said that and I was like, nah, I'm not having this. So I, he's he's lucky that I didn't pull his pants down first yeah. to get more effect. Yeah, yeah. How does fuck you feel now? Yeah. That's, oh mate. And we were so close to the police station. We like the wife was dead set. She's like, no, no, drive to the police station right now. I want to walk him up to the front door and, like, get give him that kind yeah, of scare. And yeah. I was like, no, no, yeah, I, I want to go to Bunnings. Like, they're already bad <laughs> enough. Let's just, let's just go to Bunnings and get it done. But, yeah, so that's my shit dad story of the week. My my other story is uh, Little Miss. We're toilet training, obviously, still. It's been a long old haul. It's been, like, 12 months plus. She just She's just lazy. Um, and she decided – so wife was – she went to have a shower. I was – after work, so I was doing podcast stuff as well. So I was like sending emails and all that sort of stuff on my phone. She's in the, sitting in the bath next to me playing. Everyone's happy. The boys are in their room reading books. I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to send this other email. And she goes, Daddy, I need a poo. I was like, all right, sweetie. And I was like, a couple more words, put my phone down, and I look down, and she's already shit in the bath. <laughs> so she's shit in the bath and then said, I need a poo. I was like, oh, well, that just, that just sums it all up, doesn't it? That just helps terrifically. Did you do the waffle suck? I did not do the waffle side because I forgot about the waffle oh, side. It's oh. most efficient way to get rid of it. Can you remind us of what the waffle suck is? So any dads who don't know what that is, if your kid shits in the bath, don't try and fish it out. <laughs> Just pull the plug out and watch it disappear. <laughs> it's an evolution of the waffle stomp. Yeah, the waffle <laughs> suck. It's so much better because you don't have to put your foot on it. Oh, That's right. yeah. Oh, and the, sorry, to add to the shit dad story, uh, I didn't. not only did I chase and smack him, I shunned him for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> didn't give him any attention for two hours. God, he hated that. <laughs> I'm using it again. Yeah. Bloody right. Anyway. All right. Um, mine is, it's called Vomitron Baby. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Miss Three, actually, every time, little Miss Vomit. So. Mummy, Daddy, is that a vomitron? Nah, it's just a little mouthful or whatever, a little mouthful. <laughs> Next minute, I, well, I must have been out of the room or whatever. Next minute, oh, that was a vomitron. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. I go out there and it's just everywhere. <laughs> it's just everywhere. <laughs> vomitron. And I'm like, oh, that's a vomitron. <laughs> I did, did not believe it. And then I just thought back, I'm like, why did that happen? Oh, that was just all of the shaking and, oh, you know, dad stuff you do with the little babies. And then, nah, you'll be right now. In the little stand-up thing. Oh, fuck, yes. I've got time now. Yes. She can't move. How good is this? Next minute, three-year-old. Yeah, vomitron, Dad. (laughs) No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, believe your three-year-old when she says vomitron. Good little alarm system. Fucking everywhere. Everywhere. 
Well, this year, uh, sorry, this week for me, it was a uh, curbside collection or council pickup. Yeah, uh, boy. Which is my favourite time of the oh, year. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Honestly, a, a time to get rid of shit without going to the tip or wander around your neighbourhood and see all the shit that other people put out and go, oh, that's actually not I bad. I can use that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my 10 projects. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, my wife did ask me to put the beer bike out. And I said, no, no, it's too big. <laughs> um, so I did two shit dad things with, with the curbside collection this week. The first was, um, I don't know why, but I didn't think about tactically when the bin man was going to come and collect it all versus when I put stuff out. So, of course, you put out the kid's stuff, the old clamshell, the blue clamshell, yeah. it's got a hole in it, mm. um, dancing giant toy things, and they see them and then they lose it because they realise, what are you doing? Why are you throwing that out? Yeah. You're like, you haven't played with that for two years and it's broken. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I also was rummaging through the through the garage and I found a, the old dog cage, like pretty ginormous thing. We used to get the dog to sleep in when it would storm so he wouldn't destroy the house. Um, and because it was raining on the weekend, I'm like, wait a minute. Instead of putting this outside just to sit there in the rain put it all together, put a sheet on top. I said, there's your cubby house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally put the kids in the dog house and it was great. <laughs> awesome. That's a dad hack. Not yeah. Shit yeah. <laughs> what if, yeah, it was, I was fantastic. waiting for you to say that then one of them locked the other you one locked in. locked them in, in there. Yeah. Them or whatever. You fell asleep on the couch and they locked inside. <laughs> hey, at least they're safe. <laughs> He's exactly right. Have some water for them. <laughs> they, they didn't find it too funny when I did try and lock them, but um, oh. yeah, there was a few lower lips going. <laughs> But uh, that's it for another week, guys. Thank you very much, Fabs, for coming on and sharing your story. Uh, pleasure, mate. Yeah, it's pleasure. been great having you. Yeah. yeah thanks, um, uh, any lasting dad advice for anyone out there? Uh, yeah, I reckon um, something that we stumbled across was the the old coffee keep cups. Um, we found some online and uh, they're like 14 bucks each or something, the little Avanti ones. So if you want to sort of... Do your own research. They're the ones that we um, stick with, and they're fancy. Oh, mate, they're 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 just critical to parenting, I reckon, because they serve two purposes. They got the lid with the little you know thing you flip open, and drink at it. So when you're drinking a hot coffee or a tea, and you're sort of bottle feeding your bub, mm. you're not going to like douse them in boiling hot water mm. and end up in ED again. Yeah, well, not again, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, but also like when you get. Um, distracted because you're going to get multiple distractions when you're trying to get that coffee coffee in the morning or yeah. in the evening it'll stay hot so that's our that's our tip mate nice one and oh and the other one if you want to look after your partner and she's had a rough night make her a coffee in the morning with the lid on put it next to the kettle so when she gets up and she's only had two hours sleep she can oh. just seek out the coffee straight away so that's right there look that after her, is fantastic <laughs> Anyone else have any lasting dad advice? I can't be there. No, I was just, <laughs> just going to nap. I'm going to wrap it up right there then. <laughs> All right, keep striving to make those relationships with your kids 1% more meaningful every week, whether you take away something from our shit daddery or not. And remember, we're all in the same boat when it comes to fatherhood for the kids. Mm-hmm.